The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Cured Nutrition, a holistic supplement company straight out of Boulder, Colorado. So if you guys love organic hemp-derived CBD products like Michael and I do, then you need to know about Cured Nutrition. So they have a full spectrum of products that work with your body system to produce better sleep results, decreased stress levels, and inflammation. All of their products are non-psychoactive and they ship straight to your door, which is so efficient. I am all about their peppermint oil. And as always, we have an offer for you guys to try. All you have to do is go to curednutrition.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off your entire order. All right, let's get into the show. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Finding what you're passionate about and just going out and doing it and don't be intimidated by what you don't know. I think when I started off um, and wanting to launch a business, I didn't, you know, I never really went to college and I was so intimidated by, you know, the business world. But as I dove in and I learned, I was able to grow. Hey, 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 happy Tuesday, guys. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. This morning was interesting. Taylor just spilled coffee all over the studio. What's even more interesting is I just had these studios cleaned two days ago. Taylor, it looks like you just messed yourself on the floor. Now, everyone's going to come in here and see what the hell is going on. It, look, it looks like somebody went to the bathroom all over the floor now. Yeah, Taylor, it looks it, like you took a show. On the it's floor. honestly not even that noticeable. Uh, it's a I giant. Something down, nobody will even really. It is a notice. giant brown puddle that I'm now going to have to explain to Taylor, everybody. when you think things aren't noticeable, they're like so noticeable Michael by the way. Michael is right though. We actually literally just got the carpets clean two days ago and I remember I came in and I looked and I said, wow, I've never seen these carpets be this clean. I know I'm right because I signed the check to the carpet cleaning company uh, not anymore, I though. now have to bring okay. back in. Welcome back everybody. Another messy episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go, where are we going to go here with this intro today, Lauren? We're going to be interviewing the founders of Kopari. Very excited about that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about something that's been the theme of this month for some reason, and that is priorities. Priorities. Okay. Well, this will be interesting. Let's see. Let's. What do you got here? Well, the reason it's been the theme is because I feel like priorities are not something that's talked about enough, and I coincidentally on my Instagram story last week, I put up, um, it's called the Ivy Lee method, I believe. And, um, a lot of people were messaging me about it and I thought it would be fun to sort of dissect it and discuss it before we get into this episode. So apparently you've been doing this method that has to do with priorities for the last five years. It's called the Ivy Lee or the Ivy League method. What is the Ivy Lee? I've never been described as Ivy League for sure. Never. No, you haven't. Okay. Wait, tell me what, tell me what you're looking it up. Tell me what you think this is and tell, I'll let you know if I, if there's a version of this that I've been doing. Okay. So basically the Ivy Lee method has to do all with priorities. Okay. It's mm-hmm. for peak performance and productivity. Oh, then I must be doing it for sure. You Absolutely. are, you do do it. You didn't know you did it. I'm just it. kidding. Tell me, tell me. Okay. So detail. Okay, what is so it? So basically Charles Schwab heard of him. Okay. Yes. Michael, why don't you give a little background on Charles? Schwab? We don't need to go into a history lesson about Mr. Schwab. Let's, let's, okay. just, let's okay. jump into basically, this method. Basically he was one of the richest men in the world, you guys. Yes. So 
he invented this method that I do every single day. I've done it my whole entire business career. And apparently Michael's done it too. I didn't know this. I posted this on my Instagram story and I had so many DMs about people telling me that they do this method or they want to do it or they screenshotted it. And I thought it would be fun to like sort of dissect it. Like I said, at this point, the, the buildup is there. Okay. The mystery, like what is the I'm, method? I'm, uh, it's like, a, this is like a movie trailer. Like tell like, us what's happening here. I'm cock-fucking. I feel like there's a, like a killer going to pop out of the bushes okay. and scare me with so this method. This is what you do. And this is according to jamesclear.com. I got it off there. I'm going to do a blog post on it. So at the end of each workday, you write down the six most important things you need to accomplish tomorrow. And you don't write down more than six tasks. I got to tell you, I write down seven. Of course. I've always course. been a fucking rebel. I can't, I can't help it. Okay. Then you prioritize these six items in order of their true importance. So Say you have to love your wife, kiss your wife, get your wife gifts, um, it's your wife's back, buy your wife diamonds, you would prioritize what those things are. So like diamonds would be first. Okay. And then when you arrive tomorrow, you only concentrate on the first task. So like your first task would be buy your wife diamonds. So you'd wake up, you'd look at your list and you work until the first task is finished before moving on to the second task. So you can't kiss me until you buy me diamonds. And then you approach the rest of your list in the same fashion. So you go down the list and then at the end of each day, you move any unfinished items to a new list of six tasks for the following day. And you repeat this process every single day. Now, before you hop into it, Michael Lostick, I have to tell you, I do this in the morning, not at night. I've mm -hmm. always done it in the morning and I know you do it at night. Well, I'll give you, okay. So now that I know what this is, I didn't know there was a title to this method, but where I've I have been doing a version of this or have been doing this on my own for a very long time. I find uh, that most people have a really, really difficult time focusing and prioritizing, which is why you can look at some people that we all have the same amount of time in the day, but you can look at some people and like, how the fuck do they get all that done? It's because they know how to focus and prioritize. And I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. They make a giant to-do list and they get all scrambled all over. They just go down the list, checking things off. And the, the real question there is, are you actually getting done the most important things that are not only the most important to you, but will, that will have the most impact on everything else that you're doing? So things yes, there's a version. The needle. Yeah. The thing, like there's a lot of things that you could get done that will make other things unnecessary or complete, right? So to elaborate on, there's like that 80-20 that world. It's like 20% of the work, it's 80%, the other 80% obsolete or finished, right? So I've been, do I never put a number to it, but I, the reason I do that before bed is I put a list together of the most important things that I need to focus on that will have the well, most let's impact. Let's get specific. Where do you write the list? In your I phone? A, I have a journal. Oh, I know. It's not a journal though. It, not that Sometimes journal. Sometimes I look at it. Sometimes I take a peek. Not that journal. I have like a... Like, I know a lot of people use those calendar planners. No, he has this. We need to link the journal that you use. It's this leather-bound journal. It's just you, a moleskin, you use moleskin, the, Yeah, but say. you use the same journal since I've known you. Well, because, you know, I tried for a while, like my, my partner Weston, he uses the one with the giant calendar. Some people like that. I hate a journal that doesn't have a spiral because I like to lay it open. I don't know how you use a journal that doesn't have a spiral. I don't like a big journal. I don't need, listen, I'm not writing a novel here. I just need to get my tasks on a piece of paper. Yeah, but, but don't you need a spiral? No, I don't care about the spiral. You know, I just okay. care about the functionality. But here's the thing. It shows a lot about your personality. Where a lot of people fuck up is they make a to-do list and they get lost in their own to-do list. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Oh my God. No, my thing is make and a list me. of the most important things, what you think. And then after that, what I do, maybe that makes this a little bit different. I don't write them in order. I just write everything down that I need to get done. And then next to that, I go and put numbers one through whatever, how many tasks I have. And 
the key there is I don't move on to the second most important task or the third most important task until the first task in that list is complete. So the reason that this is so effective, I've like researched it on the internet. I told you that I was really reading James Clear article. I, I did a post on this that's that's coming up on the Skinny Confidential. And basically they say that the reason that this works so well and the reason it's so effective is because it's simple enough to work. It's like anyone can do it. It's so easy. You can do it at night. You can do it in the morning. You just have to make sure you're not moving on to the next task until you finish the first task. And you could even use one of those time batching cubes or um, the, what's the, oh, honey, what's the, the tomato? Method. The Pomodoro method. Um, you can look that up on the Skinny Confidential. I did a blog post on that. It also makes you make the tough decisions because you ha you're you forced to sort of do it. But there's another key to this. There's another key component. Have you ever heard of a guy named Cal Newport? No, I haven't. I've talked about him a long time ago on this show, and I think I actually did a blog post on your Skinny Confidential post. Maybe you could go back and find it when I was doing some book posts. I don't have as much time to do that anymore. But there's a guy named Cal Newport that wrote a book called Deep Work, and that book had a lot of impact on me because it's basically all about getting into deep work and prioritizing. Another thing that I do that's kind of in line with this outside of the you know prioritizing and focusing on tasks is when you are focused on a specific task there can be no distractions no other things you can't pick up your phone and go on instagram which is why the time cube works so well yes you can't go on email and a lot of people do that's really fucked up i'm sorry guys like if you do this if you're one of these people you're not going to i'm sorry you're going to get left behind if you constantly live in your inbox and you're checking your inbox every 10 15 minutes you're sitting at your desk you're trying to get into a task i only check my inbox twice a day i used to do that that's working in your business not on your business i set time in the day there's an hour in the morning, sometimes 45 minutes, depending on how busy, sometimes 30, that do nothing but answer emails, right? And then there's a portion in the middle of my day that does it, and then there's a small portion at the end. But during the time that I'm not in my inbox, I don't even look at it. I only do the morning for my inbox. I do around 10 o'clock after I've done my morning routine and I have full concentration, and then I do at night before I go to bed. Um, just to get the most important ones out of, out of the way. So anyways, the bottom line of this method, though, is that you're doing the most important thing first every day. And that's really, to be honest, the real productivity trick that, that everyone needs. I Not just first, to completion. To completion. Yes. yes. Not, you can't say, oh, well, I didn't get that done in time. Yes. To completion. Yes. And you can, you can break these tasks up into like micro tasks where maybe there's a massive task that you need to get done that you don't have time. Like it's going to take you more than a day. Okay. What is the first step you can do to make a real dent into that task? And that's what you put on your list as priorities, right? Speaking of execution, today we have two killer hustler executors. We have Kiana Cabell and Gigi Goldman. So both of these women set out to create a lifestyle beauty brand that filled a need in the marketplace for premium coconut oil-based beauty products. Launched in 2015, Kopari Beauty has been making waves in the industry. Though Cabell and Goldman admit that their initial investors were friends and family, Kopari Beauty has since attracted investors from Hollywood's A-list and beyond. Today, we get into a wide variety of conversation with these two badass hustlers. I could not be more excited to have them on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her show. With that, let's welcome Kiana and Gigi to the show. Before we jump into the interview, let's take a quick break so we can discuss Cured Nutrition. This is straight out of Boulder, Colorado, and it's organic hemp-derived CBD. 
okay? And they have it figured out. So these products can be implemented straight into your wellness routine to improve sleep, decrease stress, and inflammation. The product that I'm very much about is the mint oil, okay? You cannot go wrong with this. And here's what I do. So Cured has a classic mint oil. I take that and then I take a cup of tea, and you know I drink like four cups of mint tea a day, and put fresh mint over boiling water. And then I take the mint oil and put it on top of the mint leaves. So I have boiled water, a little bit of fresh mint leaves, and then some CBD. It is the most relaxing drink. It's something that you would want to just drink while watching Housewives in bed. And I'm obsessed with the mint tea. We all know this. I talk about it all the time on Instagram stories. Victoria Beckham got me hooked. She drinks so much mint tea. So to be able to add some CBD oil to it is insane. Uh, Cured Nutrition's CBD oil is made out of hemp extract, grapeseed oil, and natural essence. Yeah, and if you guys are someone that gets a little bit stressed, like yours truly right before bed, Yikes. you might want to try the Cured Zen. That's the product I take. As many of you guys know, I have been getting up at 5 a.m. every day this year so that I can be in the gym at 6 a.m. And a lot of the reason that I've been able to do that is because of the Cured Zen product. Unlike alcohol or THC, you actually get quality sleep from these supplements. You don't have to worry about getting bad deep sleep or bad quality REM sleep, you know, because you're not worrying about having alcohol in your system or THC. Little CBD goes a long way and it's really done wonders to help me relax before bed, calm the mind down. So to try Cured Nutrition and to try our favorites, go to curednutrition.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off. Again, that's curednutrition.com slash skinny and promo code skinny for 15% off your entire order. As always, we will link all of this in the show notes. You should know all their products are organic, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and have no preservatives. Enjoy, guys. You're going to love this in your mint tea. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. All right. I feel since we have two people on, this is kind of a round table, that you each should tell your story of how you kind of got here. We'll start with you. Okay, totally. Yeah, it's funny because we kind of come from, you know, different backgrounds. So Mm -hmm. I grew up in Hawaii. I've used coconut my whole life. It's, you know, part of the culture. But I was living in New York and I was attending a natural food school. And when I went to the program, I knew I wanted to launch a product. I just thought it would be more of a food product because I'm such a foodie at heart. And I was learning more and more about the benefits and properties of coconut oil through the school. And at the same time, I just saw coconut everywhere. Coconut water was having its moment. I would go to Whole Foods, you know, where I bought coconut oil and it was now at the front checkouts. I'd open a magazine or read a blog or blogging about top 30 ways for coconut. And I was working on a different project that was really complicated. And I was like, this is it. It's coconut oil. It's simple. It's effective. I can use it for everything. And, you know, at the same time, I was taking it from the kitchen to the bathroom and back and forth. And, you know, it was so simple and it works. Mm -hmm. You know, I was using it as an all over body moisturizer. I was using it as a lube. I was using it as a hair mask. I was shaving with it. I was cooking with it. I was like, there's really nothing this can't do. And it's a great base. And I was kind of like, that's it. My aha moment. And I was working on on myself by myself and it was funny I like didn't tell anybody about the idea because not because I didn't want anyone to take it but because I wanted it to be something before I was you know talking about it oh and my god you're I'm the same way yeah and I it's just a funny on thing a visceral level yeah because I had all these friends that are doing this and that and they never really actually do anything and you know just for my own self I wanted it to be real before it was like kind of going on and on. So I went to a friend of mine who launched Suja, who you know as well, and 
you know, I went to him because I was kind of hitting a wall with the design person I hired doing the packaging, and I love Suja's packaging. And he's like, oh, coconut oil. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. He's like, but sounds good. And he's like, yeah, send it to me. I'll take a look. And I never, you know, followed through and sent it to him. And, you know, two weeks later, he calls me. He's like, you got to come to San Diego. Like, you could just come. I was like, I didn't even ask a question. I was like, all right, I booked my ticket. I came. And next thing you know, I was sitting with Bryce, Gigi, and James. And Mm -hmm. Gigi can kind of tell you her side of the story. It's so funny how, like, literally five years ago, we didn't even know each other. And all of a sudden, now we're business partners. But while she has that idea in New York, I'm here on the West Coast. I was a stay-at-home mom. And my husband's been in the beauty business for three generations. And basically, I was really concerned about health and wellness. So I'm using coconut oil in the kitchen. And it's ironic that I've got a beauty company because I am the most minimal person in the world and hardly use beauty products. But coconut oil was my solve for everything. I put it on my skin from head to toe, hair like Kiana, I was bringing it from the bathroom, the kitchen to the bathroom. My kids were like, I'm sad. I'm like, put coconut oil on it. (laughs) Dry skin, put coconut oil in it. Like it was my solve for literally everything. And that was my aha moment. And my husband had always wanted to start his own product line. Um, So we kind of merged our ideas. And one thing that we really wanted to do beyond using coconut oil and water and all of the coconut you know, components was bring in the surf Southern California lifestyle. And that really mirrored a lot of um, Kiana's background too. So we wanted this brand to be more than a product line, but something that really transports you and gives you this lifestyle that you can like visualize and become part of. A lot like the surf industry's done. You know, they really tell a story that compels you. It's not just about board shorts. Yeah, and it evokes that emotion. You know, when you use the product, it could be freezing cold in the winter and, you know, it takes you to that tropical paradise. So. Well, I use you guys as an example all the time about how powerful brand can be, mm-hmm. right? Because you've taken something very simple that, you know, a lot of people had access to and created an extremely powerful brand behind it. it. just shows you, especially in the digital age, like how important it is to put a lot of thought into the brand and the way you market that brand. Yeah, I feel like that's everything these yeah. days, you know? And that's it's kind of a coconut s- oil movement, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> we spend so much time on that story because... Like you said, it is so important and it's about being transported. Like you can use any product, but it's about having effective products that are transportive. And the other thing that was really important to Kian and I and the whole team is making our products as pure as possible. Like all of our ingredients are really thoughtful and sourced the best way possible. And we receive the clean seal from Sephora because we really think that, you know, what you put on your body is just as important as what you ingest. And how do you guys work? Because you work with four CEOs, right? Is it four or three? There's one CEO, <laughs> okay, which is really important. Anytime yeah. you have a business model, and I've seen this in my past life, where you try and have two leaders, it does not work. For multiple reasons. Yeah. For multiple reasons. I was so going to say that sounds complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I think you really um, have to be, um, you know work in a way where there's one leader, which is Bryce, my husband, um, and he's got 20 years experience in the beauty business. Like I said, third generation. He's been going to, you know, beauty shows since he was like 12 years old. Wow. Um, So he's got that experience. And then the way it kind of evolved is Kiana um, focused more on product development. And then I was focused more on retail expansion, just based on our strengths and weaknesses. And I think it's finding what you're really good at and letting people do that. And then focusing on 
what you're good at. Yeah, I think that's the key is like we all really complement each other mm-hmm. and, you know, our strengths are are, you know, differences as well. So I think we kind of all know our place. And I really focus on all product development and overall branding. And then Gigi helps with a lot with the retail side of things. And Bryce and James, we haven't mentioned, is also, you know, really on the business side. Do They do a lot of, you know, focus on the fundraising. And I think what's great too is, you know, you know what your strengths are, you lean into those, but then you also get all of this knowledge and really learn from the experts in their field. The other thing that's happened over the past three years is we've grown so quickly that we've had to hire the people who know it best and who have the experience and really trust them to take the business to the next level, which is amazing and super freaking hard. Yeah. Because it's like you gotta really, your baby. You have to. Exactly. It's yeah. the only way to really scale like you've scaled. Mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, there's a lot of young people that listen to this show and they're maybe starting um, like joint ventures with maybe friends or mm-hmm. new partners. And you've kind of touched on it a little bit, both of you, about kind of staying in your lane and differentiating the roles. What, what advice would you have for young people to kind of figure that out, right? And Maybe there's two co-founders and they're saying like, who should be the CEO? Who should, who should not be? How did you guys kind of navigate that in the beginning? Because I know there's a lot of, not just the business relationship, but there's a lot of dynamics and personal relationships within yeah. your business. I think it's just really like knowing who would do it better and just letting, you know, checking your ego. And I think finding that partner, it's finding a partner that complements you and, you know, you have the, you know, end all same vision together to help mm-hmm. grow it. But I think, you know, I'm great at branding and product. And I think if our CEO, that was also kind of his path, maybe it wouldn't be so perfect. You know, whereas in business, you want me totally not involved in all the like numbers and things like that. Whereas in, you know, I think we just complement each other really well. We're taking a quick break here to discuss where I get my dates. Okay. Michael, you know, I love a date. You do love a date, but uh, you see, you know, the problem with you and the dates is I see those things like half bitten, half eaten. All right. I get it. The dates are all over my house. You guys, I love a date. And if you stuff it with raw nut butter, it's even better. So I am very specific about where I get my dates and you should know that I get them off Thrive Market, which shouldn't surprise you at all, I guess, because Thrive has organic and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but you always want to go for this kind of date. It's a M-E-D-J-O-O-L date. I'm sure that didn't lose people. <laughs> you, get all, you know, one of my most exciting times is when we put our Thrive Market order in because I get all my apple cider vinegars, my turmerics, my beef jerkies that I love. They have a little bit of everything there for everybody. 25 to 50% below retail. All products sourced, sustainable. But back to the dates. Here's what I do. So if you're going to go on Thrive Market and you're going to do a skinny confidential date situation, you need to pick up the dates. You need to pick up the raw almond butter. You need to pick up their organic cinnamon. And then you also need to pick up Lily's dark chocolate chips. And if you have those four ingredients, you're kind of good. And we took the time, or Lauren took the time because she's a little bit more meticulous than me, to create a page on Thrive Market where we put all of our favorites, all of her favorites, my favorites, all in one place. If you go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny and sign up, it will automatically take you there so you can have a list. It's like three pages at this point of all of our favorite items. And the whole date situation is on there too, guys. So you can take these dates and you can put them around the house half eaten like I do and annoy your husband with them. But they really do help with a sweet tooth. Like, that's so true. We're looking for efficiency here, guys. 25... <laughs> 
to 50% below retail, straight to your door, household items, pet supplies, food. I guess there's a whole section for dates now that I'm learning about. You got everything there. And all of the products, like I said, are sustainably sourced, so you know you're getting the best products on the market. 25 to 50% below retail. To check it out, go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny for 25% off your first order with free shipping. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. And I should also mention, if you're going to get the date situation, what you need to get, you also need the unsweetened toasted coconut flakes, which is also on the page. You got you got to do a date at night. Okay? We've been talking about this for long enough now, guys. Get on board. <laughs> Thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Let's get it. How do you guys utilize social media to build your brand? Because I know that's been a huge part. Mm -hmm. I've worked with you guys. I absolutely love it. It's been so seamless. How have you really tapped into influencers and Instagram Mm -hmm. to build Kopari? I mean, that was part of our strategy from the beginning. We launched just as a direct-to-consumer brand, which was kind of cutting edge at the time four years ago and totally out of my comfort zone. I didn't even have an Instagram at that time. But we really realized that was the wave of the future. Um, So we utilized not only, you know, to sell product, but we really built a strong social media page. We um, started developing relationships with influencers. Like you said, we were sitting at a table with you and our product didn't even have, you know, the packaging completely finished yet. So it was part of our strategy from the beginning because we really thought that's where the consumer was going to be um, when she or he was looking for product. But what we also realized about six months into it when every major retailer called us is that if we really put the consumer first, it wasn't only about purchasing online, but it was also being in retail so they could touch and feel and experience the product. So I think that's how we developed our full omni-channel plan. So, you know, you've gotta be mobile and adaptable. And while we thought we were just gonna maybe be D to C originally, we kind of evolved over time thinking about the consumer, you guys. I mean, you guys are in Sephora, right? Yes. What else are you in? If someone wants to go touch and feel. We're in Sephora, Ulta, Nordstrom. We've got a small presence in Free People and Anthropology. We're also on Revolve. So, I mean. We're expanding into Urban Outfitters, which will be Mm -hmm. a good amount of product indoors. Yeah. How do you guys go from these creative ideas that you have to an actual product and execution? Like, can you really walk someone through the steps? If someone's listening and they have a a small idea for a product, Mm -hmm. what are tangible steps that they can take to make it become real life? Mm -hmm. I think we started with our, our brand pillars, which we were all aligned with originally, which was coconut, clean products, lifestyle, and products that actually work. I mean, so ti- so many times when you see a natural product, you're like, great, but it's not effective. So yeah. those were really our pillars. And then taking that from concept to idea, I mean, idea to actual product, I mean, it's just like being a student. You- yeah, and just also everything evolves. I mean, I wish we could say like it was a clear path and strategy. I mean, initially going in, I came from a different place, they came from a different place, and we kind of met in the middle. And initially, Mm -hmm. you know, her husband and Gigi come from, you know, more hair care, and we were going in to launch hair care. And, you know, I was working on the products, and my hair was like matted, and I couldn't brush it. And hair is very performance driven, and we wanted to have them clean. And I was like, there's no way I would ever buy these. So we kind of like, 
you know, put that on hold and came out with our original four products. But yeah, I mean, everything evolves. But I think at the end of the day, if you want to launch a product, I think having a clear vision Mm -hmm. and a real differentiation um, from what's out there, I think that's key. And then you really learn a lot along the way, because I think for all four of us, you know, besides James, this is our first brand we've ever built. And we've Mm -hmm. just kind of dove in, learned so much and really evolved and grown and just be flexible and nimble. What was the biggest struggle in the beginning when you're navigating all this and putting the team together and figuring out like which products to start with and how to launch? What were the what were the biggest hurdles? I mean, it's there's just so much to learn. Like I remember talking to fragrance houses and there was three different types of fragrance and some don't mix with oils and some, you know, aren't as effective. So, I mean, it's just like this huge learning curve and I would have this whiteboard, we all would, and we would just be students of the process. It's like going to college. It's like, you know, nothing about history and then, you you know, you get into the books and you figure yeah. it out. That's a great way to describe it. Students of the process. <laughs> it's an amazing way. I mean, yeah, literally, true. that's what we were. And we were willing to learn. And we brought in so many people who had experience and just kept asking questions and learning. And we um, launched with our four products, which took us about like a year and a half. And there was an idea about what the hero product would be. And the client and the customer and our fans chose something totally different. That's genius, though. You made the customer the hero. They're the hero. They decide. Not only do they decide what our hero product is in a lot of ways, but they also decide what product we create next. We ask them. Again, we try and be so focused on the customer, where she buys, what she wants, what she's problem she's looking to solve. Yeah, in this day and age, I mean, I think that's just the way to go about it is, you know, having that relationship with the customer. And mm-hmm. we chose to launch DDC to really garner that and, you know, have all that customer data so we can learn and grow and, you know, pivot where we needed to pivot. I always say that one of like my main things with my audience is intuition. It's yeah. so important to be intuitive to the audience and, and be talking to them and communicating with them and not think that you're sort of the know-it-all. It sounds like you guys have done that really, really mm-hmm. nicely. You also sound like you do something that Michael always says, which is launch fast and adjust. Yes. 100%. Yeah. We I mean, no I don't choice. know if that's the right strategy, but yeah. I think that's just the strategy when you're growing so fast and learning along the way. Well, I think in the I, age that we live in, like, you know, prior a lot of this business that we all do now, it was dependent on retailers, right? Like you exactly. had to get in the right retails. You had to get in the doors. That's the only way you get distribution. Now you, like someone can launch a product and have it online and tomorrow, right? Totally. You can create a Shopify site very easily. It's like 29 bucks a month. Right. Launch something tomorrow. And so I feel like if you have an idea and it's good, yes, do the due diligence and like create great brand and packaging, but you have to get it out there quick and get the feedback because if you, the longer you wait and the longer you wait for perfection, next thing you know, somebody else is doing it and they're doing it better and they're faster and it's too late. Exactly. And nothing ever is going to be perfect. It can no. just be your best. But one thing you hit on is intuition. And I feel like both Kian and I are really good at listening to our intuition. And part of the reason it's so raw and real for us is because we didn't have a ton of experience in the industry. So we didn't have this box of like, this is how it has to be. This is how you create a product. We were kind of like fresh and new to the whole industry in a lot of ways. So we were allowed to really yeah. go with what we felt instead of like the old rules or chains yeah. in the industry. It's like with and, ignorance and confidence, you know, that's been, my, that's been my whole yes, model. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what it means to be innovative at this, yeah. you know, day and age too. 
If there's a blogger or an influencer out there that's listening, because we have a lot of creatives and they want to work with Kopari, what are some steps that they could take to work with you guys? Should they start just using the product naturally if they already like it? Is there any tips mm-hmm. or tricks that you guys could provide? Yeah, for me, I mean, I you know, I come from like the brand side and I think content is everything. And I think if you're an influencer, like I am constantly looking for content creators that put great contact out that we can repurpose because a lot of the content that is out there is not something I would necessarily want to repurpose. But I think if you're an influencer and you're wanting to work with a brand or Kapari, having great content and you can just start doing that on your own organically for very, you know, very little effort and really honing in on like what would resonate well with that brand. To me, I think that's like a great way to kind of start in. I know that whenever I want to work with a brand personally, I'll go and I'll look at their Instagram page and see their vibe. So for you guys, I would never create content that has the flash against a black wall. Yeah. But but maybe for a brand that's a little more edgier, I'm going to use a black wall with the flash and be a little bit more, I don't know, edgier. For you guys, it's always like I want to do a white marble bathroom, Mm -hmm. everything very clean, shot in natural light. So I also think you guys, if, if any of you out there listening want to work with Kopari specifically, I feel like your brand is very, like you said, surfer, laid back, clean. light, bright, clean, mm-hmm. use the colors. I, I think I wore blue last time we collabed because it's like, Love it's so it. fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like that, I think make a difference as well. What are some of the things that you guys don't like to see when you partner with influencers like maybe you said hey this is going to be a good collaboration and this is going to be good for the brand and you part with something that's just like hey that was a disaster of content that just didn't go well like something you didn't anticipate or something that just is not the right fit like what do you see those those issues being i think for me it's really about authenticity and that word is so overused right now but it's true i mean if you're going to talk about a product and be passionate it's really hard when you go talk about that same product and it completely is different from what you were originally talking about like we're really into natural dios because that's super important i mean we don't want people putting aluminum in your armpits so if you're an influencer who's talking about that and then you go and talk about another deodorant that isn't aluminum free like that's a big contradiction and it just the like your audience isn't gonna it takes away from your validity totally i think when i launch product i'll be looking at i don't want someone that talks about eight thousand million mm-hmm. products that are in the same like eight thousand toothpaste eight thousand million huh? eight thousand <laughs> million there are, to make yeah, many products out no there. but like when you use this there's 20 different toothpastes that you're promoting it's like which one are you committed to exactly you know exactly. what i mean it's confusing to people and i mean it's just like talk about what you love yes i agree yeah. and what is a day of work with you guys because I know your offices are beautiful and super Instagrammy, and you have influencers in and out. Can you sort of speak on, I'm sure each day is very different, but maybe give us some examples of each of your days. I feel like it's a lot of meetings when we are here. Gigi and I both travel a ton for work, but I feel like my calendar just gets booked up with meetings. Yeah. And every day, like you said, is different, which is so exciting about being an entrepreneur and having this new business. Um, I think Kiana and I, our roles are always changing because we're growing so quickly and, and change is super hard for me. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I try and keep my routines to manage 
that change. But what we're really focused on now is getting out, inspiring people, speaking on panels, talking on podcasts, building the brand and letting people know our story. And then we're also really high level strategy. So we're trying to remove ourselves from the weeds and empower the people we've hired to do those jobs and just really make sure the vision's being carried out. Is there an end goal with Kopari? Because I know like just knowing James' background and actually knowing him a little bit, like are you guys building this to either partner or exit with another company? Are you building it just to continue selling? Is there like a mission behind it or is that not a thought you're just kind of building the brand? I think right now we're really focused on building the brand. I think also our mission in 2019 is really all about giving back. And I think that is my mission too as a person for 2019 I've always done all of these you know new year's resolutions and they've never worked so I'm over that one of our goals for this year is we're going to head to the Philippines in March Kiana Bryce and I and we're going to be building houses for the people on the plantation James our- isn't heading down there to build houses no, no get him James on that get him on that not, trip he is um James get out there bring some yeah, bring exactly. some cereals yeah, and get out there exactly um he was thinking about it but he's got to hang back with his four kids he's a he's a busy guy busy, but busy. we're going to be building 20 houses it's going to be called Kapari Village for the people who work on the plantation where our coconuts are sourced who lost their homes in natural disasters. So that's a big mission for us is to really live and breathe that giving back message. And we've always kind of done contribution, but we haven't ever like really put it front and center. So we partnered with Waves for Water since we launched Mm -hmm. basically giving a dollar of all of our online sales to them. But I think this kind of goes a little deeper, which we're really excited about doing. So yeah. What is a beauty tip that maybe doesn't have to do with coconut oil that you both do? Give our audience some really good ones, some juicy ones. I know you guys are in the beauty industry, so you you have to have some secrets. I'm, I'm obviously. really craving some some he solid is, beauty. He is so anal about his wrinkles, so give us some. <laughs> well, because I talked to so I many at this point. Listen. I've talked to so many beauty and like skin experts. I love it. Fully moisturized. I've lately, we just, for Christmas, I got an infrared sauna. So I'm obsessed with that. Um, I go in it and I Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This can go in your house? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. It can go in your house. You don't need much space. I'm going to go on a tangent here because I need to know about this because I was thinking like, how do I, you know, we, we were talking about, we just moved up to LA. Yeah. And- I love those infrared saunas. No, it's amazing. Can it go on a like a roof deck or outside? Yeah, mine's outside. So we have a cover. It's great. But how you big know, is this? I think it's it fits two. You know, so you it's may about not be able to get in your house. Yeah. I'm gonna have to talk to you to about one. this after yeah, and get for sure. What yeah. are the benefits of this? All over, just you know, detoxification. It heats up from the inside out, not the outside in. So it's kind of the only negative is you have to sit in it for about 45 minutes to an hour. But I've started podcast listening, and I think it's really great. Can you like and read in there? And yeah, it's great for all I'm, of that. I'm, I'm not but, allowed to go in anything with heat like that if my face is in it. Even is better, it just Why? the body because no, I have hyperpigmentation. Even better, we get a little bit more alone time. <laughs> no, is yeah, I mean, it's too? supposed to be amazing for your skin and detoxifying and anti-aging. I, I mean, the benefits go Lanza. on and on. And I've okay. been reading constantly about the benefits of sauna. Yeah. And I've just started looking into it. Do you know what the brand is? Yeah, it's called Sunlighten. Sunlighten. Yeah, it's supposedly one of the, the best ones out there. It has like... Even like a TV, if you wanted, you know the whole. If anyone deal. from Sunlight is listening, oh, yeah, oh send yes. me a song. Call, call him, please. Shameless. 
Send me a sauna. Okay. What are your One tips? of my favorite things, and this isn't necessarily beauty, but I love oil pulling. So every morning when I get in the shower, I put my oil pulling packets in. So it's coconut oil mixed with flavor, like mint, vanilla, or pina colada. And, and you guys make these. Yeah, we yeah. make them. But that's not why I'm saying this, by the way. Um, so we swish it. I swish it in my mouth while I'm in the shower. It's super relaxing. It's the only time I'm not talking the entire day. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, relax. But it's true. It's so meditative. It's and it's so just, meditative. It's like it, once you get the hang of doing it, it's amazing. I it's think it's amazing. just like becoming part of your routine. Like I have to have it out on my counter. I have to see it. But once it's like part of your routine, it's... That's the same that thing with skincare, trick, though. though. You got to have yeah. it out, displayed, ready to go. Like, my vitamins need to be next exactly. to my toothbrush. Yeah. The tongue scraper needs to be right there. It's, it's all about efficiency, like, time. We got to go. And I think you're gotta... supposed to oil pull with tongue scraping, right? Isn't that what we heard when we did that the Ayurvedic? The more the better. I don't yeah, know. Just, yeah, just I clean like that all. mouth out. But <laughs> I never get sick, and I attribute that partly to that, one. Two, my teeth feel so clean. There's no grit. Like even after I brush sometimes, I'm like, there's a little grit. I'm just totally obsessed with it. And I feel like healthy, no allergies. So it's a great I have a question regimen. about oil pulling that's yes. kind of off on a tangent. Is it true that it can pull out cavities? That I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't I don't know if I have any. That. But it does help draw I, out I'm, all the toxins. That's the only you thing I'm scared of. You mean pull out filling? Yeah, pull out pull fillings. Out filling. Oh, excuse me, not cavities, fillings. I have fillings. I've never had any issues. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to start asking your dentist first. I have yeah. two fillings. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask No, I have a few and I never. And it's never You know happened. what though, Lauren? That could be oh. a good thing for people that have those old like silver fillings. to get the new yeah, white ones. Yeah. Get yeah. those things pulled I don't out. Have silver yeah. fillings, Michael. Well, I'm saying for anyone <laughs> that does, might want to oil pull, so, get them out. So you, know? you yeah. said you don't meditate, but that is actually a meditation. I think being totally. in the shower, oil pulling. I'm going to start that. I have my eucalyptus leaves hanging from my shower head and I have a salt rock lamp that's a nightlight that I plug in and I feel many, like too many things I love going this. On. if I add things. oil pulling to this situation I'm going to be you know transported to Bali yeah, like exactly. <laughs> we're just going to go live outside Lauren and I we're just like so salt and, and eucalyptus leaves and flowers it's, just, it's a whole thing <laughs> I love it. okay wait tell me about your routines because they're clearly more interesting than mine I'm mine's like 45 minutes I'll be long. back 40, I'll be right yeah. back no it's not that it's 45 minutes I just like I have very specific things I have to do to start my day or I'm I a total it. raging bitch what are they? <laughs> like, I have to meditate for 10 minutes. I okay. I like to read for like Flesh. at least 10 minutes. But I don't have kids. So Wait, I don't... is reading and meditating the same or are they different? I mean, if I wake up a little bit early, like earlier than I'm supposed to, I'll read for like today. I yeah. looked at my clock. I'm like, OK, I'm going to read for 10 minutes. And then I meditated for 10 minutes. Now, I know with kids, it's completely different. So I don't want to yeah. like be presumptuous. I have to wake up 30 minutes yeah. earlier and press snooze 20 See, more See, I would rather get my sleep. I think yeah. sleep would be Jewel always used to say um, when she was interviewed that her trainer used to tell her it, it's almost better for you to get that extra hour of sleep than go to the gym. I totally sleep agree. is so important. It's the so, same with kids. Yeah, I can I can imagine when I have kids that I'm going to be. Yeah, it's Whoa. hard. That's yeah. been my biggest subject lately. I'm reading this book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, and I'm uh-huh. trying to get him on the show too. And it's all about like what the benefits of sleep are and actually why we do it because there hasn't been a ton of studies around sleep, and it's they're starting to find out that's like, it's one crazy. of the most important things we can do. It's crazy exactly. because you spend basically half your life sleeping. You know, they I'm said a really good so sleeper, which is a gift. But honestly, for the kids, to your point, Michael, it's so true. They're like 
sleeping helps their brain grow. It helps their body grow. Like to me, it is, I never wake my kids up. The teenagers, I'm like 11 a.m., you're fine. Weight loss, everything. Because when you don't get enough sleep, you have a hormone that extracts, that releases in your body that makes you feel like you're hungry when you're actually not. So next time when you're pounding around like you were this morning, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, excuse me, you're disrupting my weight loss and my sleep. I fucked up the morning this morning. Yeah, you did did fuck up the morning this morning. I don't, he wakes up at five in the morning right now. So I, my boyfriend is the same. No, it's nuts. You know why? Because I get that, like, you know, people will come into the, my office here at 9, 9.30. And so if I'm up at that time, I do all of my workouts, all of my reading, all my whatever I need to do. I have like four hours, four and a half hours before I even see anybody. And you know what? You guys know once yeah, the day starts, your inbox, crazy. your attention, like yeah. you just yeah, nonstop. But you know what? You're fucked because when we have kids, I'm going to be like, oh, dad's up. Yeah. <laughs> like, dad, go handle it. Mom's yeah. going to get an extra three hours of sleep. I'll be up at seven. Bye. I feel like I like that kind of because I like have somebody to hang out with. Cool. Yeah, you you do you. <laughs> That's actually perfect, you guys. No, it you is. just found the like perfect contract right. for right. babies. Perfect. Yeah. And you can yeah. also stay up late, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is some content that you both consume? It could be a book, a podcast podcast um a television show that you think helps you with business i mean i've been i just started listening to podcasts and for me that's a great way to absorb all the information and content because i can be doing you know other things for me to sit down with a book is so hard i'll like be like all right i'm gonna carve out the time i'm reading and five minutes later i'll be like what did i read so being able to listen is huge what for about me. like audiobooks I, you know, I downloaded the app and I never really got into it, um, but I feel like I would love it. There's so. some authors that are starting to do combinations. A guy named David Goggins, who just wrote a book. He's also a really, really good podcast guest, like really yeah. good if you search his name. Um, but he just wrote a book and then he did an audio version of it. In between each chapter, he does like a mini podcast episode and it's kind of an interesting take on the yeah. book. What's next for Kopari? What's the vision? Talk us through what's going to happen, what we can expect. Well, I think, uh, like I said, the the Giving Back campaign is going to be huge this year, and we're really excited to go out to the Philippines and, like, connect with all of those families that are going to move into our houses that we've built. But then I think we're also, you know, Coconut's so versatile, so we're really looking to tap into that versatility and go into other categories as well. Right now, we're skin and body and personal care, obviously, um, with our Dio and toothpaste, but we're really looking to expand that. I mean, we've we have a yeah we have a lot of new products coming out which we're excited about Um, can you share any that are coming out yeah we just soft launched our starry eye balm so it's kind of an awakening coconut under eye balm that helps to brighten and it has a light champagne shimmer to kind of illuminate but you know really help with dark circles and puffiness and fine lines so I'm super excited about that one Mm -hmm. Um, and we also have our uh, coconut detox mask so it's a blend of clays and pre and probiotics that really help with you know more problematic skin with inflammation and that sort of thing but we have a lot we kind of collected all these products and now we're pushing them out so (laughs) the starry eye balm is major it's so cute i feel like this looks so good on the instagram feed it is really cute yeah this is really really cute and I think our goal is really to take over every corner of someone's bathroom and add a little ray of sunshine because it's good for everything. Coconut is. You're from in my, a bunch of my corners. Yeah. yeah. That's true. For my own, this is maybe for my own information. Where do you guys see the future of direct to consumer going? Right, because I think you're so close to it. You in you're in. You both deal in retail and mm-hmm. direct to consumer. How do you think that's going to evolve over time? You think it's going to be more? Amazon, all these like it's all these platforms. Hard because it's ever evolving. I mean, I feel like every day I wake up and you know we do a lot of 
online marketing and different things like that. And, you know, Facebook's constantly changing and the algorithms are constantly changing. But I think at this day and age, like people really want to experience. And I think it's kind of you have to play in both sides. I totally agree. I think that direct-to-consumer went through this big you know, popular phase and like everything, it's just correcting itself. And now we're kind of more in the middle place, which is usually where we all land. It was like the dot com Mm -hmm. boom, you know, and now I think people are really realizing omni-channel is the way to go. I mean, you know, Facebook became the retailer almost. So you're paying your margins to them. So I think the marketing fees and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look, there's no we were so excited about D2C because we're like, oh my gosh, this is so simple at first, you know, but like everything, it evolves. And yeah. I think you really just need to be where the consumer is, which is omni-channel. Would you recommend someone starts D2C or starts retail? I think there's a beauty in starting with DDC because yeah. you really can, you know, garner that relationship with your customer mm-hmm. and you have all their data and you can really talk to them and see what they want and learn and evolve and, you know, grow and make mistakes and pick up and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think DDC, I mean, in my opinion, this day and age is the way to go. And I think you can scale your business relatively quickly and, you know, do all that with that channel. Well, that's a beauty. If you do make a mistake with direct-to-consumer, your it's yeah. your own and you can kind of control what that, if you exactly. do that with a retailer, you're in a little bit yeah. more of a And you can talk situation. to the customer and, you know, we, like Michael agree. says, we have a lot of millennials listening. If you could each leave them with a piece of advice, it could be business, personal, whatever, mm-hmm. what would it be? I would say trust what you're doing today. All the dots will connect later in life. I think so often when you're at that age and you're unsure, you're like, wait, this isn't my passion. I'm not sure what I'm doing. It's like soak it all in, learn, create your dreams, but understand that everything has a purpose. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with what Gigi said. I think, you know, this day and age, people are so pressured by society, by their parents, by college, by school. I mean, I came from like a total untraditional upbringing. But I think, yeah, it's finding what you're passionate about and just going out and doing it and don't be intimidated by what you don't know. I think when I started off um, and wanting to launch a business, I didn't, you know, I never really went to college. And I was so intimidated by, you know, the business world. But as I dove in and I learned, I was able to grow. So I'm going to give advice on both of your behalf, too, because I've seen it and watched it. Execution. You guys (laughs) both are examples of people that have executed. I mean, constantly, you know, pumping out really amazing product. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with our audience. Where can everyone find both of you and then Kopari? I'm at gg.goldman on Instagram and then Kapari's at Kapari Beauty. Yeah. Kiana Cabell um, on Instagram. And we're going to do a giveaway, which we'll talk about after this yes, break. So excited. Yeah, we're going to do a giveaway. We Thank you wait. guys both for coming on. You guys, Kopari Beauty, check them out. Get the deodorant. I fucking love it. Yeah. I should thank Kopari for so the deodorant because I've been on an everlasting <laughs> search for Lauren to get some deodorant. Yeah. So thank you. Thank it's been you. like eight years. The best. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. If this episode brought you guys any value, please, please, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. 
And of course, little giveaway at the end of every episode. Tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential, and you will be entered to win a TSC meal plan and a pop socket. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode. Thank you guys, as always, for all your support. We see all your DMs, your comments. It's really, really badass. And with that, we'll see you on Friday. This episode was brought to you by Cured Nutrition, a holistic supplement company straight out of Boulder, Colorado. So if you guys love organic hemp-derived CBD products like Michael and I do, then you need to know about Cured Nutrition. So they have a full spectrum of products that work with your body system to produce better sleep results, decreased stress levels, and inflammation. All of their products are non-psychoactive and they ship straight to your door, which is so efficient. I am all about their peppermint oil. And as always, we have an offer for you guys to try. All you have to do is go to curednutrition.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off your entire order. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is your one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Thrive Market is offering all Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, 25% off your first order and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny. Happy shopping, everybody, and we will be back next week.